Do you like reading about embalming? Well, I have good news for you. Frigid Fluid now has a blog written by myself, Ben, Dr. Damon De La Cruz, and Amanda King, where we find ways to help you take small steps towards a better embalming future. Simply visit frigidfluid.com and find the Frigid Blog tab at the top of the page. Okay, hi everybody. Welcome to the Funeral Cast, and today I have... Again, back with me, um, Amanda King, of course, you all know her, and Eileen Hollis. And on this particular episode, we are going to talk about something very special and important in funeral service, and that is women and how they're handling their pregnancies. Eileen, for those of you that follow her, probably know that she is pregnant and she is expecting. So I guess I should do what we're always supposed to do when we meet pregnant women. Eileen, how are you feeling? I feel good. I'm I'm full of chicken noodle soup, and so I feel warm and fuzzy. Outstanding. <laughs> it's like a perfect fall meal, too, right? A Monday night fall meal, chicken noodle soup. It couldn't be better. I like it's. I'm gonna have another bowl after. One for you, and one for the baby. Yeah. Yeah, you need all the chicken noodle soup. That baby's powered by chicken noodle soup now. Yeah, space is getting cramped, though. I will say that. I'm feeling I'm feeling it. <laughs> when my wife was pregnant, she called her stomach a pancake stomach when she was about where you, because she would always be like, it's like this thin, can't put anything in there. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, gonna i have a, some questions we've all kind of just uh gone over it and we're just going to talk about some of the concerns that um uh people who become pregnant might have so i guess right out of the gate here when you found out you're pregnant eileen what were your immediate thoughts on how it would uh, impact you and your role in the funeral home well i was very excited first of all because this was very much planned um but so I wasn't really thinking about the funeral home too much at that moment. Um, but the whole the whole year prior, I was really going back and forth with whether or not I wanted to actually be a mother or not. I just was really battling with it. And I knew I always wanted to be, but then I was like, well, I don't know my personal time is really precious to me. And like, what if I can't, what if I have a really hard day and I just can't cut it and I, you know, I'm neglectful or something. I just think like a million years in advance always and like all the positives and negatives. And um, really it was, it was Neil, my husband that was like, you got this we got this and I was like okay so well, well you seem to have like a high energy level I think anybody who kind of knows you a little bit so I yeah. have no surprise that your husband would be like yeah you got you you got this right you got some so an energy level that will be able to handle it and then I don't know you always struck me as such like a, a giving person so thank you that, that's what moms do I guess right um the nurturer <laughs> uh what about you amanda when you found out you were pregnant what were your immediate thoughts on how it would impact impact your role in the funeral home 
Um, when I was pregnant with Lydia, um, I wasn't thinking about the funeral home at all. It was not planned. And the first person I told was Martha Thayer, whom I approached with the instruction booklet for a birth control test and asking how accurate they were. And she just laughed at me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So it was, it was fine. I don't know. I just, I I was just going to make it work. I guess there was like no way around it because I was going to be having her regardless. So. I feel like I can confidently say that you have made it work. Like you guys went to Italy (laughs) with her and oh my God, it looked like you guys had the best time. It was, it was so nice to get away. And I was talking to someone today about that trip because it was like a little bit of a sabbatical for me, because if you get like one week off from the funeral home, like that's vacation, but like that week goes by so quick. And as soon as you're back, you're like, I wish I had more time. And like two weeks was perfect because that week came and I was like, so glad I'm not going back. And by the end of the second week, I actually felt like really relaxed and rejuvenated to the point where like in my head, if I ever owned like a funeral home or a mortuary, I feel like I'd require every employee to take two consecutive weeks a year to like fully recharge. Cause Hell I just, yeah. I just came back today being like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll be with all the families. Sure. I'll embalm everyone. You literally came back today. Yeah. Oh, wait. oh to the funeral home or yeah, to, to, to okay. the funeral home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I always admire these people. I have some friends too that travel internationally with their kids. I'm like, I'm sure my son would be fine, but just dragging him across Europe. I don't know. But how old is he? He's six, and he's actually really good on the airplane, so it wouldn't be that bad. But um, you guys would be fine. He oh probably God. would be fine. It's more like me being like, ugh, I have to b- deal with a bag. You fine? <laughs> He'll be fine. Well, okay. So, um, obviously, once you became, you know, once it became public knowledge or that you needed to tell somebody, Eileen, obviously, the owner of your funeral home has a little bit of a bias in your direction. So, when yeah. you told your dad that you were pregnant, besides being super happy. What kind of like steps or reaction did he have that was related to the funeral home? Um, We decided, well, to keep it a secret and even like from my mom and everything, which was a great feat because my mom is like a little FBI agent. Um, But I was just, I mean, I had to, I was so nauseous and exhausted at first that um and like crazed (laughs) that I needed him to like pick up a little bit of slack and um embalm for me at first um I was embalming the first couple of weeks before I knew that I was actually pregnant um but then it like hit me like a wall and like even the smell of bleach I was like oh no I like any kind of chemicals, chicken, like I just couldn't do it. So um, I had dad embalm and my mom kind of like, she thought that was a little fishy because he has, I mean, like he embalms, but 
I'm like consistently doing it. So when it was like five of them in a row, she was like, okay, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So he really like, um, I ended up having like a a bleed, like a, a subchorionic hemorrhage um, in my first trimester, and my doctor actually told me uh, no heavy lifting. So I just kind of took that as a signal to chill because we were really, really busy um, during my first trimester. And um, I, I was just exhausting. So That's he, like he really picked time. up the slack in the first trimester. And then I kind of just, you know once that was, once I was cleared, I was back to business with embalming and stuff, but. Did you wear a band like around your belly while you were at work or lifting? Did they get you fitted for one? No, I didn't have anything like that. I wore, um, in the summer, once my, my belly like really took a while to like, get to a place where I would even need a band I feel um I feel like it just took forever I was so small for a while but um I I wore like spandex shorts kind of and that kind of like supported my belly a little bit but I think uh right now I wish I had a band (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, eh, there's only a couple more weeks. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> you finally pick one out and it'll fit you for it. And then it'll, you know, baby will be born the next day. Oh, fine. Yeah, I could have done like the tape and everything like that. But they told me I could have. I just didn't. Well, what about you, Amanda? When you told your coworkers that you were pregnant, what were their reactions? I mean, obviously a little bit differently because you don't work for your dad or your mom. No. Okay. So when I told my coworkers that I was pregnant today, everyone was quiet and one person groaned really loudly on the voice call. How dare they? Eileen, did you catch up on that? (laughs) They groaned? (laughs) They sure did. Amanda, with your, with this next pregnancy, are you going to be wearing a band? We well, I thought I, you said today and I was like today <laughs> that is amazing I was <laughs> oh my god now I'm gonna cry I know your hormones are gonna be all crazy <sighs> I'm, I'm like sweating <laughs> you guys are pregnancy buddies now my god congratulations thank you no you're on holy crap and like how far along are you are you allowed to say um right now i am going on 17 weeks but oh my god and you were traveling (laughs) oh yeah it's fine don't worry about it i went to ireland when she was pregnant with lydia i was like oh my gosh my yeah, oh I, was, I was in Scotland and I was puking all along the beautiful countryside. Like <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how you did that. That's amazing. Is Lydia so excited? Yes, she um it is now her baby. Um 
Uh, and she goes up to everyone and is like, mama has a baby in her belly and it's naked. And like, that's <laughs> the fact that it's naked right now. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Jesus. Well, but, now I'm like, of course we had to do this podcast. Well, and it's either until she was like, she asked me when I was going to release this and she wanted to surprise you with it so um oh my god that's the best surprise ever and i'm so happy for you guys thank you ah, it won't be released probably until after yours is born because we're not telling um the rest of our family until the end of the month so wow wow i'm honored yeah so we gotta keep it a little bit on the dl yeah, but yeah. my co-workers i had to tell because it looks like i stole like a meatball from italy kind of or yeah, you ate a lot of meatballs in Italy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boy, man, he went a little heavy in the old pasta bar while you were <laughs> first meal. Yeah. I love that your coworkers groaned. That's so funny. Yeah. But I mean that's like like I'm in a serious not... way, or were they like, oh not a gas? No. no, like like yeah, it was not a happy like oh <laughs> But I feel like that's a typical response because that just means they know that more weight's going to be put on their shoulders. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel like pregnant women are very supported in our industry at all, at all. Um, which I was very lucky when I was pregnant with Lydia. Um, both places I worked at were very supportive. Um, one because they knew I was one, they knew I was moving, so they knew I wasn't going to have the baby with them, um, and it was a big prep room like care facility so there was other like I could embalm and do other stuff I didn't have to do the house calls and stuff um and then when I got to the other place I was working at here we had a we had a large team as well um and I was able to do other stuff to make up so work really didn't fall on other people's shoulders too much um and they were very welcoming to having Lydia at work um I joked that like you know the phrase it takes a village to raise a kid well we joke that it takes a funeral home to raise a kid and as <laughs> I keep doing like embalmings or reconstructions like the office administrators would be having her on their shoulders or like mm. someone one of the field directors would just take her like she was always in someone's arms and so I really like it was a very sweet sweet time I, and I will always cherish that and everyone that Aww. helped with her but um where I'm at now there's a smaller much smaller staff and so this will yeah. be um a change yeah a change and a challenge well whatever you can only think about you right now so it's hard not to think about like that though I have a lot of guilt sometimes but you'll have them at the funeral home too I know you will oh yeah absolutely my mom or my parents live above the funeral home so there's no way like kind of some built-in daycare a little bit there right yeah yeah Yeah. thankfully I'm so grateful for that situation well obviously it's it just seems that forward-facing that you and your family are very tight so how do you have you guys discussed anything that looks like maternity leave or how do you kind of plan on separating your 
funeral home life from your mom life you know at least for the beginning anyway it's gonna be a challenge I uh have a I have a friend um who's a funeral director locally and she just had a baby and she took three months off um but I still think that she was kind of like in and out I know that at first I was like I'm gonna take three months off but now I'm like I'm gonna take one solid month of doing absolutely friggin nothing in there which won't be doing nothing because you're going to be working around the clock for that baby like it's exhausting yeah (laughs) no sleep you're going to be you're just going to be a hot mess for a month like yeah exactly and I'm like and then we'll go from there like if I have to do like more part-time for like the second month or you know, I'm just kind of feeling it out because, like, I don't know what it's like to be a mom. I, I've been a nanny, like, for lots of little babies and kids and stuff, but they're not my kids. So, um, so we'll see. And it will be I, much easier when they're smaller, Eileen, and you can put them on you. Yeah. As soon as they hit around, like, the one-year mark, it becomes tougher because they won't stay still in the packs. So (laughs) you'll actually have more like work flexibility with them being younger than as they get older. I hope he doesn't grow too fast then. (laughs) Well, see, here's the problem. You have to keep feeding them. It's and when you give them food and healthy food, they get larger. So it's kind of a it's kind of a smarter. (laughs) right yes i know but people say oh boy your son's gotten so big that's because he eats like he's never gonna eat again so he's such a mini you he he kind of is and you know both parents donate 23 chromosomes but sometimes those chromosomes come through stronger in more ways than one right because like if you met him in person you'd be like oh yeah there's no denying that he's your child not just because he kind of looks like me but he also kind of acts like me (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's my own fault (laughs) yeah so we're just gonna we're gonna feel it out um i'm i just know that i'm not gonna do like any embalming any not like none of that no services like friggin' nothing in the in the first month and even Neil was like well how how much time do you need me to take off and I'm like well I you can figure that out as we go along but you know I need you for a few weeks at least like and you're gonna be tired and it's such a life adjustment that we're gonna need to you're gonna need to feel it out like and then if you have to go like half days and you know because he's an independent contractor so um he has some flexibility but yeah the signing up for like paternity leave and everything is like a nuisance so we're just gonna feel it out I guess Hey, that's the best thing you can do, right? I mean, you can't put everything um, down for sure, right? I mean, like, for example, my son was, we were expecting him to be born on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, the year he was born. He was born two weeks earlier. 
right? And I wasn't ready for him to do it. Like at the time at the school I was teaching at, it was finals week. I'm like, come on, man, you couldn't hold on. <laughs> and I was like, we'll just finish this quarter, you know, but obviously everybody was fine. What about you, Amanda? Is there a, like a maternity leave plan in place for you? Or I know you just told your people today, so. <laughs> I don't know. for So for Lydia, um, she came a month and a half early and the amount of time that she came early, um, she was like, it was like less than a week that I needed in order so that I got um, like paid leave once she was born. So when she was born, um, I did not get paid leave. And I was so pissed off at that. I was like, I'm taking the full three months unpaid, like F it. Um, and I did and I was unavailable and I was just very mad at the fact that like they couldn't bend it because of like four days or something because uh, yeah, I didn't work cool. 90 days yet. I worked there like 86 um so I took the full three months um and then we found a daycare um that she went to a lot of the time but then COVID hit so COVID threw everything off and when the daycare closed she came to work with me for quite a bit but then she went to Minnesota with Ben for four months while we were in the thick of COVID so COVID kind of skewed up her early year or early year um for this one I'm not sure because we'll actually um the doctor said to expect maybe come early um right now not due till March but uh they could come the end of January who knows um so oh I'll gosh, take time <laughs> I, I actually I prefer them to come early because they're smaller and it's so much easier and you're not like I don't know. I, I had such bad, like pitting edema with her that it was like really painful. So I was ready to be done. Um, and then she came at work. Well, she started coming out at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I don't know for this one. We, we've got to figure it out because we'll be moving in the summertime as well. So my work already knows that I'm going to be leaving. Um, okay. So I might just transition into part-time or try and figure out hours where, I mean, I don't mind taking the phones and then dispatching people for transfers, but like in the middle of the night, like you're just up and feeding so much, there's no way I could be on call. So yeah, I, the, and it's one of the issues too, I had it with Eileen when I had Lydia, um, which was unfortunate because I was breastfeeding but going back to work after the three months, um, the fast pace of the funeral home, like I could not pump enough. So we had to wean her off and onto a bottle just because I, I physically couldn't take enough breaks to pump yeah. at work, which sucked. Um, so that's like something also on my mind that we're already planning ahead with this one. Like if I'm going back to work and stuff, like we're just gonna have to wean onto the bottle after three months. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens with breastfeeding and stuff, too, because I don't even, you don't know if you even can, like, produce yeah. enough. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of, like, open to whatever, though, so. Which is good. Yeah, like, if, if I have to do formula, you know, that's not the end of the world to me, as long as um, the baby is fed and happy and growing 
<laughs> yeah. Or exactly. don't feed it so it doesn't grow like Ben suggests. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying don't meet your legal obligations to feed your child, right? That's <laughs> that's a thing. But if you can avoid teaching them to walk as long as possible, that I would advise you to because as, as long as once they can walk, then it's it's all over with. Oh my god, it was so funny. Edie, whenever she comes to town, we usually have funerals, like multiple multiple funerals. And she's at the age now where she just like comes downstairs. It reminds me so much of myself when I was little, but you know, one family like offered her a flower and she's like, No, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> You can't be rude, my goodness. <laughs> she wanted to ride our elevator like a thousand times, and that's like so loud. And she wanted to put on a show for all these people sitting in our second viewing room. We call it the blue room because it has a blue carpet. Um, but it's like a stage. It's just like this big she she thinks it's like a party, so oh she's really funny. When Lydia was little at the second, well, it was the second place I was at that, um, in Con the first place in Connecticut that I worked. So when she was like an infant and we, and she was like starting to crawl and stuff and like I had to like get her out of the pack, um, we used to build the cremation containers and just stick her in one. I love that. So she could only go like the length of it, but she couldn't figure out how to get out yet. So, <laughs> like it's morbid, but like it worked great. Would you like to share your thoughts on any of the topics we discussed today? We'd love to hear them. Email your thoughts to bschmidt, that's B-S-C-H-M-I-D-T, at frigidfluid.com, and I'll read them on the show. <laughs>